Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. How are you guys on this great day? Got a lot of sunshine. Sure, I'm out of the way here. What a beautiful day, huh? I'm just so thankful. What the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather. Thank you for your peace and your goodness and and all you are to us and all you are, period. And just for your faithfulness and your goodness and your peace and that peace that passes all understanding. Father, I just pray that for, for everyone here today or or whatever time this is being watched. And we thank you for that. Holy Spirit, speak through me and we give you the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, these face masks, you know. Good Lord, I like seeing people's faces too. And their smiles, but but the thing is, like social distancing is like torture for a hugger. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? And so, so like I'm a hugger naturally, right? So I see you guys, I'm like, oh, I want to go give you a hug, and like the huggers are like always, like, yes, I'll give you a hug, and like they'll just meet, oh, I'll hug you, and then you find the people who social distance even when there's not a pandemic, right? Do we know those people? And so they see me coming, like, oh, here you are. And they're like, oh. Like, they got, like, different moves. Like, some of them got, like, the swim move. Like, they're playing defensive line for the Seattle Seahawks. And they go, oh, excuse me, I'm out of here. It's like, I don't know if I stink or if I got bad breath or, like, if I didn't get all the nose hairs and it freaking them out, you know, or what. But anyway, it makes things really hard to hug. And so once I find out that that's what people are like, I make it my life's mission to turn them into a hugger. So if you're out there and you don't want to get hugged, the best way to get me to not hug you is just give me a hug back, okay? So anyway, one of these days, though, we're going to be able to hug and going to be able to shake hands and be able to see, look at each other, you know, eye to eye, and, and we won't have the this social distancing but I'll tell you one person that's not social distancing and that's God right you can't get away from you can't get him off you he's like me man like you don't even want him there right and he's like oh and you're like trying to and he's like it's too bad I'm like here all over you right so the horses I do that to horses too right so uh, you guys aren't alone so um, get my colts I'll get them moving around and if they don't want me to touch them or I'll I'll hug them Right, I get a horse when I'm shooing it and it starts freaking out or acting weird. I'll just grab it and I'll go, oh, like this. And that horse is like, like they don't know to run, right? So, so they're like so shocked because no one's ever treated them like that. They're usually afraid of them when they do that. That they stand and then they don't move when I'm shooing them. They're like, this guy is nuts. Just get this on and get out of here, right? And so some of you guys are looking at me like that right now too. So it's okay. Uh, um, I kind of expect it. I'm used to it. I won't cry very long tonight. But I was just thinking, and so um, God's with us, even when we can't feel him. 
you know sometimes you don't always feel him and that's the seasons and the times where you know that you can trust him because you know even when when you can't feel his his presence there the bible says that he's always with us he's omnipresent right you can't get away from him if you wanted to but those are the times where we find out just how much we trust god and then we just operate you know um we just kind of operate and we find out how much we really do walk with god and how much we really do no, and so so there's always a good place to go when you when you're like in this position and like maybe you're mad maybe you're mad at god man anybody ever get mad at god it's just me me and one other guy the others are liars right come on now get real right so so yeah sometimes we get mad at him because he didn't do what we told him right and so, and he never does it exactly like I tell him anyway. But he always works it out and he makes it better. And so, but even when we can't feel him, that's when we know we have, have like, like with a horse, like I don't want my horse to think that I have to tell him every little thing I do. Because the moment that we get in a, in a wreck and, or get in a place where it could be a wreck and all hell's breaking loose, I don't want them to go to this place where they're like, I don't know what to do, I don't want to, what to do. So they're checking out to the hot dog stand, right? And they're leaving me in the dust. Do you hear what I'm talking about? Because I haven't prepared them to think for themselves or, or to know that they can trust me. And so that's what we can do with God. And that's what God does to us. Is like, I think sometimes he just like, like I'll do stuff to horses and I'll do it to the horse and then when I get done, like I'll wrap them up around in a rope and then I'll help them get out of it. When I get out of it, they'll come to me like, oh, thank you, you saved me. And you know what? I'm the one that did it to them. But I get to be the hero. So while I'm doing it, I'm thinking the whole time, this horse is going to think I'm saving him, you know? And I'm the one who's doing it, right? And so sometimes we get put in these situations and sometimes we put ourselves in those situations and then we get mad and so we got a good good person to blame it on if we do that we can always blame it on the devil and no one will know the difference right <laughs> right so but sometimes we get in those positions and we put ourselves in those positions or maybe god's like hey let's see what you really do are you really going to trust me do you really believe what i told you and then we can walk out in faith what god's been showing us and um, we can learn, hey, you know what? I know I don't feel you. You're not telling me what to do right now. So I guess that means I got to think. <laughs> you know, takes a little bit of work, right? But I get to think for myself and I get to be myself. And that's what God wants. He's created you for a, a certain purpose and a certain time. And that time is right now. He didn't plan for you to be born 100 years ago. If he did, you'd have been born 100 years ago. Do you hear what I'm talking about? So, he didn't prepare for you, um, plan for you to be born in, in Jesus' days. As cool as that was, those guys from back there are in heaven looking down saying, Man, I wish I could be born right now. Right? They're like, Man, I wish I could be, I wish I could be as good looking as James. I wasn't back then. But then I wish I had the opportunity to preach like this. And to reach people like this. And so... Anyway, sometimes we get so lost um, in all the stuff going around that we forget that God has called us and set us apart 
for a purpose. And you're like, well, I'm not a preacher. Yeah, you're not a preacher. Yeah, you are. The Bible calls you a king, a priest, and a prophet. You know, you're, you're a priesthood. You're a royal priesthood. You carry, carry God's DNA. You hear what I'm talking about? So when we're born again, okay, so, so some people keep asking me this. They're like, what does it mean to be born again? Well, it's literally this. you born into the kingdom of God, right? So, so when you're born into the kingdom, guess what? You automatically become a citizen of that kingdom. But more than that, you become a son of the Most High God. But now think of this. When you're born into a country, guess what you become? A citizen of that country so guess what you have all the rights and all the responsibilities that come with being a citizen of that country so for our country most of the time <laughs> that's a great advantage uh, as opposed to being born somewhere else you know what I'm talking about and so being born like that we're sons and we're daughters of the Most High God and we're born into that kingdom and that means the Bible says we're a new creation the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, right? So we're not ordinary. You're not common. And so you went, literally, like, we always are talking about, well, you need to get saved, and then you'll do right. That's a bunch of bunk, because it's not about right and wrong, right? You know what? One time in my life, I was dying, and I was lost. I wasn't dying. I was dead inside, and I was numb, and I had no hope. And then one day, I gave my heart to Jesus, and guess what? I was birthed from death to life. And now I have life that, that is abundant and, it, and it's bigger than anything you can imagine. And there's nothing that anybody or anything can ever do to take it away. So it wasn't a matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of life and death. You guys hear what I'm talking about? So some of you guys, you might be out there watching, you're like, I know what it means to be saved. It means you're saved from death right you're saved from that pit and that sinking feeling that man there's no hope there's there may it maybe it's a depression and depression is simply that you're stuck in the past right you get stuck and you're like i don't know what to do about that and you're blaming yourself for the past or blaming yourself for that or anxiety anxiety is simply this i'm worried about the future what's the future going to hold i do this with horses horses are the same way i can tell when they're they're worried about something and they're they'll get down and it's because they've been treated wrong or been abused or been something's gone on that had nothing to do with them and wasn't even their fault. But they're stuck in that and they're looking at me thinking I'm going to do the same thing. And so I've got to reprogram that horse and build a trust with it and say, hey, I'm not here to hurt you. And so they get go from worrying about what happened in the past to going to, a, to being anxious. Do you hear what I'm saying? Well, well, if this happened then, then this is going to happen now. You guys hear what I'm talking about? And so then when they're in there worrying, and it's like a ping pong game, right? Let's see which one we want to be today. Boing, 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 boing. Right? And then we got an enemy, right? We have a real enemy, right? The, the enemy's real. I don't give him a lot of credit because he likes a lot of credit. He wants credit for, for all that stuff. So, so I put on my helmet of salvation, and then my, my thoughts are protected that way. Not that you don't. Like, listen, you, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest. You hear what I'm talking about? 
you're gonna get hit with those thoughts and you're gonna get hit with the with the with the world system but instead of accepting it we can say no that's not what god's word says god's word says i am a son of the most high god god said says 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 that that by his stripes i am healed and that's just not healed from sickness that's healed from everything right when he took him, the children of israel out of egypt you know what it says in psalms that not one was lame not one was feeble and they walked out with all the silver and with all the gold and so we're a citizen and we have all these promises that are available to us right so they kind of like those horses maybe we get stuck in the past or maybe we're worried about the future and right now i can imagine there's a lot of people who are beating themselves up over the past you know I beat myself up one time. I went to get some coffee at a new place and I was in my truck. This was like eight, nine years ago. And we were we just planted a church and so I pull in and I look over and there's this bar barista, but she looks like she's ready to go swimming. And then I realized what kind of coffee place I was at. And I was like, well, this is gonna make the 10 o'clock news right here's pastor james you know what kind of coffee places he likes to go to so so like i'm trying to choose whether i'm going to look this young lady who could be my daughter in the eyes or if i'm going to look at looking around and then finally i'm like what am i going to say if my wife was here if my wife calls and then the phone rings and guess who it is where are you at honey you'll never believe me if i told you and she's like well try right and so you could beat yourself. I survived that, by the way, and I wasn't too scarred for life, right? And so I'm being vulnerable right now. I'm sharing something that happened to me. So don't shoot me, right? But like I could be like, I'm a rotten sinner. I didn't even know, you know, and I could take that condemnation, right? When I didn't even mean to pull up. And sometimes you don't even mean to do that kind of stuff. Do you hear what I'm talking about? But you beat yourself up and you stay right there in that spot. You know what I'm talking about? And then you can't get out of it because you're just stuck. God doesn't intend for you to be stuck there like that. He sets you free so that you can be free. The Bible says whom the Son sets free is free on Sundays when you go to church. Right? It's free sometimes. It's free when you read the Bible. No, it's free indeed you are totally free there's nothing anybody can do to take it away from you it's a gift from god you did not earn that you know what i'm talking about i seen some um someone sent me a video and it really bugged me because this one preacher was beating up other preachers because what they were saying and just showing some of their clips and calling them false teachers and some of them were off right oh i mean in the places but I, at the same time, I was listening to him and he was saying things that was off and just taking little context things and it wasn't in context. And I was like, wait a second, that's not how we work as believers. That's how the world works. You know what we do? We lift up believers. If you have a problem with the believers, do you know what the Bible says you do? You go to them and talk to them, right? You don't make a video and post it on, on YouTube and put it out there and so start beating up preachers and then talk about how good you are and they're going to hell. You know what I'm talking about? 
Because all that does is it says, well, yeah, maybe there are some false teachers out there, but that just makes you a, a Pharisee. Do you hear what I'm talking about? So I know there's no one here like that, but I'm just, it just bugged me. So like, like, you know what? I want to share this. How do we handle things and how do we get? And the problem is that guy probably got offended somewhere. And so he got stuck in, in the past, right? And so now he's trying to do something. He's worried about the future. So now he's going overboard and trying to do something else. God never called us to be like that. So God called. He said in Matthew 6, 30, 33, he says, take no thought for tomorrow. You know what that means? He wants us to live in today. God created us for today, for right now. Isn't that good news? One of the things, like I, I was doing the clinic the other day and with some horses and some riders, and I do a lot of groundwork, and like I think outside the box. I'm like weird, <laughs> right? Some of the stuff I do with horses. And I'm helping some people with their horses and they'd be at, I always like, I'll take the lead rope here with their head here and then I'll look. But when I look, I see that foot going where I want it to go. I expect it to go where I want to go. So I can walk up to about any horse, pick it up, look, and his foot's going to move. Sometimes it's not where I want, but it's going to move. For, but a good chunk of the time, it's going to move how I want it to move. The reason is, is because what you look at is what you make room for in your life. Hear what I'm talking about? What you're focused on is what you're making room for in your life. Does that make sense? And so, anyway, um, you get people, some people look up, some people look down, some people look at their horse, and then I'll walk around and say, hey, hey, look right there. And then they'll pick up and they'll look right there and the horse will do it and they're like, it's a miracle. I mean, they think it's like, like Moses when, when the Red Sea parted. It's like that same kind of reaction, you know? They're like, oh, you know, the music's coming off, right? It's like one of those aha moments. But we can have that too in our life right now. We can focus on what God wants us to focus on. And we can focus on what God says. You can get caught up in a lot of different stuff right now, right? There, there's people that are like, like, well, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican or I'm something else, right? I'm a Green Party or whatever. And then they're beating everybody to tar, right? Well, you can't be that and be a Christian, or you can't be this and be a Christian. Time out. Nowhere in the Bible did it say you have to be a certain political party to be saved. There's one condition. It doesn't say you have to be a certain, certain denomination to be saved. Do you hear what I'm saying? It says, whosoever calls on the name, right? It's about Jesus. Now, sometimes we got to got different principles and maybe they don't line up but that's a different different walk where I have the problem with is when we start criticizing people based on that kind of stuff and so we got to learn to love people right where they're at does that make sense and so we'll love people do you know you can love people and disagree with them it's proven how many in here are married right how many of you guys, 100% of the time, agree with your spouse? One hand, his wife sat right by him. He's a brave man. He's probably a liar. We'll pray for that afterwards. Right? Right? How many agree with everything all the time? We don't. 
but that doesn't mean that we can't love people and it doesn't mean that we can't stand for God's word and God's principles either do you hear what I'm saying when you've done all we need to stand and we need to speak the truth and love too so it's kind of a kind of a kind of a funny walk but getting back to where I was talking about what's my message man I'm kind of going everywhere today at least I'm not going you know I feel like a, more like a cutting horse today than I am like a prancing or a halter horse, you know? Whew, what a day, right? Are you guys awake? So, so <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is let's, let's focus on what God says. Focus on what God's Word says. Trust God. And move where he's telling you to move and so I was just thinking about that with King David you know we've been talking about him a little bit right just a teeny bit and so I'm in this week I'm in Psalms chapter 20 someday I'm gonna shoot the clock <laughs> like I just get warmed up Maybe instead of talking about shooting the clock, I should just preach, right? Okay, I'm teething. So we've been talking about King David, right? And so we have King David here, and and we're talking about how he just opened his heart to God. Do you know what we call that? We call that vulnerability, right? Basically what we're saying is like he just come before God, right? And just like like... God, you're you're my everything, right? This is the same dude who stripped down to his underwear and went dancing through the street, praising God, right? You want to talk about vulnerable, right? I seen a, a video of a dude doing that in in the city. Is like, like as naked as you could get, walks up and stops a car. The car's like trying to go around him and he can't get around him. So so the guy stops the car, walks out and says, "Dude, you need to move." guy won't move so the guy just cold cocks him man that dude had a glass jaw and he's like flopping around like a fish and he drives around him right there are certain places to be vulnerable and certain times to be vulnerable right you don't just do that in the wrong place at the wrong time do you hear what i'm saying because you might get whooped do you hear what i'm saying but for believers spiritually we, we can be real with people and we can be vulnerable and we can tell them. And like, one thing you're gonna know is when you're vulnerable, you're gonna get, get beat up some. You know why? Cause you're being real, you're being honest. You're like, hey, this is who I am and this is what I represent. And we lay it out there, but I guarantee you there's more rewards than there is trouble through it, right? And so King David was like that, he's his own wife pretty much quit him over that right and so David had a really hard time with that but he was like I don't care what anyone else thinks I'm focused on God and I'm going to trust God and there's nothing you can do to stop me from praising God and you know what he did he praised God and so David had had it was a king but he is a man after God's heart. You know, I have a note written here in the Bible, in my Bible, and it always reminds me when I, when I look at that. There's a king in every crown, right? You know, you're a king. You know, you're royalty. 
you have new DNA. You you have God's DNA running through. You're seated with Christ on the right hand, right? So Psalms 20 verse 1 says this. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. How many have ever been in distress? Right? We got a lot of people in distress right now. Our whole country, the whole world. Have you ever seen the world in distress like this over something like this, right? I'm sure it's had its moments, but this is quite quite the moment, right? But it said he said, "May the Lord answer you when you are in distress." You know what he's saying? Will he listen to you? Right? May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. So he's saying, may he send you help from heaven, right? From the throne room, from his sanctuary, from where, where the, the most holy place in, in, um, in um, the temple, right? Was where the Ark of the Covenant was, but it represented the throne room in heaven, right? Do you know that there's... A, millions and millions of of angels around the throne and everyone ever all the time they're going holy 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 do you know what holy means it means wow wow right it's like the first time you've seen your wife or your husband you know you're like wow unless you're my wife and she forgot her glasses and she's like what do you look like then when she found her contact she's like wow it was delayed right right most of the time it's like wow but like they'll be sitting there and the angels just see one aspect of god and they'll be just like wow 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 and it just sets off a revival up there man and all they're doing is wow 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 and at the same time god's still able to deal with our stuff i'll be like telling them shut up for a minute dude you know what i'm talking about but it's got to be quite a scene but there's so much holiness and there's so much wowness about god and he's so awesome that they can't contain themselves. And that's the same way we can do when we go to God and when we see his goodness and when we see his heart, we're like, wow, someone told me that you were a rotten scoundrel, but you're not, man. You're, you're, you're like the purest thing I've ever seen. And it changes you, not from the outside, but from the inside. Do you hear what I'm talking about? Because you get a glimpse of His holiness. That's why the Bible says that we can go boldly to the throne of grace, where we can obtain mer or, or where we can um, obtain mercy and have grace. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? Or find mercy and obtain grace. So it's about God's mercy and God's grace when we find it. So He's like, I'm going to send you help in the middle of your distress, and it's not based on anything that you do. It's based on everything that I do. If you'll just believe in me. It's based on belief, right? But do you know when you believe something that it comes into your mind and it drops down to your heart and then the action comes out, right? So every action starts with belief. Adam and Eve, when Eve heard and the serpent said, half God said, you know what happened? The very first thing that happened to her was unbelief because she quit believing God and believed what the enemy said. And then out of that, it sat in her mind and it dropped in her heart. 
and then she's like, oh, I don't believe. That's why it's so important, like, when we get mad at someone, get rid of that. That's why the Bible says don't let the wrath come down, because, like, if it gets from your mind, oh, they're rotten, they don't love me, or this or that, and then it gets into your heart, they don't, then pretty soon it's going to come out in actions. And so we can deal with that stuff quickly. If we're offended, let's be vulnerable. Hey, I'm offended. Pastor James, you, you wore that cowboy hat for the third week in a row. Right? No one said that, but I mean, I'm just, you, I mean, if I did, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I'll get you one too. Right? But we can get rid of that stuff and get, it's like poison, right? If you get bit by a snake, do you know what they do? Like they'll cut it and then like they'll, they'll suck on it. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to get that poison out before it gets to your heart and kills you. That's the same thing that happens all the right now with all the social distancing. You just might have to lay there and die. Or hope the ambulance gets there fast, right? But it'll kill you, so you got to get that stuff out, right? So it says, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the, of the God of Jacob help you. Man, I love that. Because it's the God of Jacob, but it didn't use Israel here. He used Jacob's name. You know what Jacob means? It's a supplanter. He is a deceiver, right? He stole his brother's birthright, right? And God still blessed him. And he's saying, I'm the God of that. You're like, I'm not worthy. I have no hope. I've done nothing worthy. That's so awesome because you're a bright perfect candidate for the love and the grace of God. Thank God that you know that too, because I'm not perfect either, as hard as it is for you to believe that. If you have any questions, you can ask my family. So, and may he grant you support from Zion. Now, Zion, there's two mountains, right? There's Mount Sinai, where the law come down, and then there's Mount Zion, and Mount Zion's where what? Where Jesus is. That's where, that's, they call them all Zionists, right? Where Jesus paid that perfect sacrifice for us. And so now he's saying, I want your help not to come from Mount Sinai where the law came down. I want your, your, your um, support to come from, from Zion where God's grace and God's mercy abounds. And it's about the finished work of Jesus. Not that Jesus did away with the law, because he didn't. He fulfilled the law so that we could live in Him. And now we are seated at the right hand of the Father. Isn't that good news? Now I'm starting to sound like a preacher. Don't worry, I'll get there. May He remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. Now I remember the sacrifices here, and I believe that David's talking about I think he's prophesying here talking about Jesus because he's talking about the sacrifices and the burnt offerings that he remember and that Hebrew word is called Zokor. And so every year they do the Jewish people do a Passover Seder and they say and it's so that they can remember. But what they do is they rem when when you remember in Zokor what you're doing is you're literally reliving what happened. So he said, "Father, remember your sacrifice remember Jesus so when we fall or we mess up we can go father remember hey 
there was a sacrifice paid for that and and i'm i blew it but i'm going to put my trust in you and i'm going to thank you that it's covered by the blood of jesus you hear what i'm talking about there was an offering paid for me right you hear what i'm talking about there there's an offering paid for that sickness i can pray and believe that god's going to heal and he does it's the weirdest thing ever i know there's people right now that don't think well you can pray and it's like kind of like throwing the dice out there boom 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 when I pray for people, I pray for people always as the Holy Spirit leads me, but he leads me in hope. And he leads me in, like, not one was feeble, not one was lame. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, right? Forget not all his benefits, who heals all my diseases. We just had the lady talk, uh, talk to us, her sister had stage four cancer, and they didn't know what they were gonna do, and she came to church Wednesday night. She's been coming up there to the cowboy church and she says hey thanks for praying they found something that works it usually takes like two years for it to get through but they said they don't even think it's going to take two years to get her through this and that she's going to be perfectly okay i talk about god working god works god heals god's faithful god's trustworthy you're like well you don't heal no more and i hate that because that's such a lie because I remember in the Bible somewhere it says this. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he healed, when he raised the dead, when he walked around doing his stuff, he's still doing that. Right? In fact, he said, greater work shall you do. Right? So he's still on the throne. If you're out there and, and you bought that bag of rocks that... There's a bunch of bonks that says that you can't be healed. That's a lie straight from hell. Jesus paid the price for that. And he still loves you and he's still for you. And so we just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just pray that you reach down and that you heal. And Father, we thank you that there is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. We thank you that you're faithful and you're just and you're true and that you're not just working out the health problems but you're working out family problems and you're working out out financial problems and you're making a way where there seems to be no way father i just pray that you send them food that you send them provision that you make a way right now and we thank you for that amen and i am not finished but i'm done so, Father, we just pray right now for every person here. We just ask that, that you just cover them with your peace and with your protection and with your grace and, and that, that you continue to work in our lives in ways that we never understood as we walk in your peace that passes all understanding. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey guys, by the way, check us out on silverlakebaptistchurch.org. Did I get it right, Jim? If I didn't get it right, look like right down here or down here or over here or something like that. And he's good at having that, right? So, or, or the Silver Lake Facebook page. And so if you see it and you watch it and you got Facebook, share that thing. If you're watching on YouTube, like that so we can reach out and, and reach others. With, with the good news of Jesus. Amen?
Okay, we love you guys, and we will see you down the road. Actually, we won't see you down the road. I'm here all the time. So, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.